Hello, everybody out there. How's it going? I hope it's going well. My name is Andrew Kuhn. Of course, you know who I'm with, Mr. Jeff Gannon. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Andrew. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for asking. We hope everybody's having a great day out there and has had a great start to 2018. This episode, we're going to do a little bit different, right? Mm -hmm. um, we are going to just talk a little bit more about I guess, focused compounding. Yes, right? it's the focused compounding podcast. So yep. we're going to talk about the focused compounding website. Yes. So you get questions sometimes, right? Saying what, so if you become All a subscriber, yeah, yeah what, what what does that give me, right? Because mm -hmm. obviously we're behind a paid wall. So people, yeah. can't, can't, see it. Uh, people can't see it. So we're just going to, I guess, talk about our website, kind of see where it goes and uh, really just go from there. So how do you typically describe focused compounding to people? Well, I think of it as being um, basically a place to find stock write-ups. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's stock ideas. Um, I do a write-up a week myself for it. Mm -hmm. um, Which is the only place where you write stock write-ups Right, for. it's the only place that I do um, specific stocks. Mm -hmm. So you can read stuff that I write again on investing, which is general investing stuff. But the only place where I'll write about specific stocks is at um, Focus Compounding. That's where I announce the latest stock that I bought last year. And it's where I do write-ups each week. Mm -hmm. Like um, the last one that I did, I guess, was a write-up on General Electric. Yep. Which is a good example of what I do. I do an initial interest post. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I write, um, I, I'll take one of the 10Ks that I read in the last week. And I'll write about how interested, as a first step, am I to return to this stock idea. Mm -hmm. So like I, I wrote about um, Babcock and Wilcox Enterprises. And I said that I was only... 10% uh, interest level, meaning I thought there was only about a 10% chance I'd go back and look at that stock again because mm -hmm. it looked really risky, cheap mm -hmm. but risky. So, um, and then in a recent one, you had US Lime, and I thought it was 50 50. Mm -hmm. I would look at that one again. So, then what I'll do is I'll return to that idea afterwards. And so, some of them are returning to an idea that I wrote about before. I did sort of an update on Granger, um, which has a full report on the website. And, um, but I do a write up every week. And I also do a email out to members mm -hmm. that you get, which is more casual and just whatever I'm reading. Yeah, or, what yeah. interesting headlines. You know, it's so funny too, because in your General Electric, you, you just sort of said that you'll give like your level of interest for mm -hmm. the stock. I've gotten so many emails from people that say, um, a lot of times the companies that you're not even interested in and why you're not interested in it is more valuable than like why yeah, you're interested in it. I'm surprised that a lot of people have said that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, well, I mean but in theory. Said it was more useful than when I write about one to say that it's good. Yeah. But of course I can't write every week saying there's a good stock. I don't know 52 good stocks a year. Uh -huh. So I have to say why I might not be interested. And, yeah. and usually the way that I work um, is not that I come to a conclusion positive or negative. Mm -hmm. But I come to a conclusion about whether I would follow up on it and whether it's appropriate for me or not. Mm -hmm. So, like, um, my conclusion with Babcock and Wilcox, for instance, um, is that it's potentially cheap. It's certainly cheap on a leverage basis. Mm -hmm. uh, it has an, a catalyst because it's got a couple activists now mm -hmm. uh, involved in it. But it's it's risky. And they went off doing stuff that I, I um, isn't what I was hoping they were going to do. Uh -huh. I was hoping they would stick to doing maintenance on U.S. coal power plants, and they went into renewable and had some problems there. Uh, so, you know, it was a, and that's a stock that there was a full write-up there in the um, reports. So what it has to the website is, I think there's 26 of them. I'm not sure the exact number. Yeah, it's a good amount. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are, I think we've said this many times before, they're about 10,000 word um, reports. And they were originally a newsletter that I did between 2013 and 2016. 
uh, late 2013 to early 2016. And so there are ideas there that I wrote up. And they include some that I really like, like Frost and BWX Technologies, which I own both of them. Uh-huh. And you can read those reports. Um, and I often revisit those stocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Because what, you think it's because they're trading at a different price than when you originally wrote up about it? Or because you still like the overall businesses or what? Because something interesting is happening with them. So like uh, Granger, for instance, plummeted probably because of concerns about Amazon, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, what really happened is was concerns about them cutting prices. So Granger's a distributor. They distribute a very um, big number of um, stock-keeping units to um, particularly large companies, mm-hmm. like uh, Fortune 500-type companies. And uh, they do other things too, but a big part of their profits come from that. So um, that was the stock dropped a lot. So if you look at a one-year chart of Granger, it started at a price, I don't know, $250 or something, dropped down to almost 160 or something, and then went back up to about 250 Well, I wrote about it when it was at, I don't know, 180 or something after this big event happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a write-up of Kroger. Uh, that wasn't by me. That was by someone else. Uh-huh. Um, on the website. On the website, yep. yeah, the Voice Combat website. And um, that was because of Amazon. Mm-hmm. Kroger, actually, as we're recording this, Kroger recently just dropped again. But it had dropped in sort of the middle of the year, I guess, when it, the uh, Whole Foods acquisition was announced by Amazon. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly yeah, when that was, but they, yeah. it probably dropped 20% or something in a day on that. So shortly after that, uh, there was a write-up of Kroger. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of write-ups like that that are because of some event that's happened that it's sort of in the news. I mean, obviously, that's why I wrote about GE. Yeah. And I think my post, I, I don't know what the title of it was. I think it's something like... Um, it was General Electric... Step zero, will we ever be able to value this thing? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a question of, you know, can you value it? Mm-hmm. Can you break it down and value it? Um, I didn't deal with things about, like, um, what G Capital was worth or what it's tracking value or what the pension obligations were, but just taking the um, taking the business that had to do with aviation and um, power mm-hmm. and asking if those two things together could add up to the market cap in terms of the value of it. And if they could, then maybe the stock was cheap enough. Mm-hmm. And if they couldn't, because they're, in terms of profits, they're over half of what G's profits have been in the last five years. If they couldn't, then the stock probably isn't cheap. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you could tell that they were cheap enough, um, GE versus those two parts of the business, then it's something you can c- could continue to research. But I couldn't do all parts of GE. So that's sort of what the write-up was about, is, like, how to simplify the problem and how to look at it to continue research on it. Sure. Interesting. Yeah. And then, and then another part on the website, which is, is pretty cool as well, is we have an idea exchange. Mm-hmm. And this is where users can pretty much write their own topics. Yeah. And I think, you know, there, what's pretty cool is, is there's a lot of um, stocks that's been written up on there that I actually never heard about prior to it. I mean, like, yeah, we should explain a little bit. Like, if people have been to Value Investors Club, yeah, I guess that would be the closest. Yeah, comparison. I guess comparable. Yeah. Um, because it's not really like a message board in that the write ups are pretty long. Mm-hmm. It's more, I guess, high quality or yeah, more in depth. It's like people sharing their write-ups with each other. Uh-huh. It's not sort of like a message board, like let's talk about this stock. Yeah. So it's usually it's almost like a personal journal in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like people who aren't who aren't us, people who don't um, write for the site that way, mm-hmm. but are members who are sharing it. So it's their write-ups and being able to interact with other uh, mm-hmm. with other and members a couple as of them well. have done. We've had more than one write-up. Yeah. So I think we had more than one write-up on Under Armour. 
uh, which were in the idea exchange. But I think also in terms of articles and things, we've had more than one write-up on Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, Cheesecake Factory. I think a couple of people wrote up on Hamilton Beach Brands okay. when that spinoff was happening as well. That may have been also because I talked a lot about yeah. Hacko on the, mm-hmm. on the... But it's cool, though, to get other other people's opinions mm-hmm. of it, which I, I think that's that's pretty good. But there's other names as well. Like, I'm just kind of strong. Like, I never heard of AAPLC, which is on the London Stock Exchange. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of foreign on it. Yeah, there is a lot of foreign, mm-hmm. which, I, again, I mean... A lot of our members are from around the world. Yeah. Sure. RLI Corp. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, That's there's... an interesting one. Yeah, they're all just a bunch of... Uh, we have a write-up of uh, Zooplus, right? Is that... That was an article. Yep, Zooplus. Zooplus. was an article. Yep. Um, but we have... Uh, let's see. Um, I know that there was... Uh, so, Idea Exchange ones, um, there's some major ones. I think we mentioned Fairfax was written up. Yeah, Fairfax, um, yeah. I don't remember. Was Wells Fargo written up on it? There was some. I, th- I think major. Wells. Yeah, I think Wells Fargo was as yeah. well. So occasionally, there's a really big stock on there, but usually it's it's more much more obscure than that. Mm-hmm. I'd say it tends to be a little more of the high quality. Yeah. But also a little. Some of them are a little odder. Um, uh, in terms of like, uh, like you just mentioned. Um, uh, well, another one. There's another UK one which is, um, uh, which has to do with. Um, install it uh, with uh, windows mm-hmm. yeah do you remember so that, the name yeah so that's a direct selling one uh no, no it's a is it safe style i don't remember the name yeah uh, safe style uk plc okay yeah yep, there you go mm-hmm. so you'll replacement window and door segment yeah and that involves like a heavy amount of sort of um the direct marketing of it or mm-hmm. however you would put that the the marketing of it is a big part of it to get that um and and so there's a lot of write-ups of things that are a little more obscure maybe for American investors. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a German bank on there. Yep. There's a um, insurer mm-hmm. that does a lot of business in Nordic countries, although also a little in the UK, I guess, too. Um, so there's a lot of ideas like that there. Um, I think that uh, there's also articles that we have that are not written by me mm-hmm. is the other one. Yeah. And I, to a certain extent on idea exchange ones, I may talk to people about it. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do is I'll talk on Skype with people, uh, text with them th- through Skype. And if you're a member, what I'll do is I'll talk to you that way. If you will write the idea up on the idea, idea exchange. exchange. Yep. So you can talk through the idea with me. I'm not going to write it up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my idea, but after we have our conversations, you can write it up. So in some ways it gives, there's somewhere, I guess, some of my thoughts might be in the write-up in terms of they bounce the idea off of me. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes that may be why you see the same idea show up a few times as if I talk about it or something that gets people to think about that particular stock. But these are all their write-ups and their, you know, their conclusions about it, not sure. mine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, it's, I think it's good, too, for people to write up on the idea exchange. And I always tell people, think of it really as like your personal journal in mm-hmm. a way. And it's good because you sort of get to test your... I guess your views against other people's views, not saying your view is correct or their view is correct or whatever. But I think when you write about it, um, you know, you sort of think through it, you know, better, I guess, than if you didn't write about it. I think you told me too one time um, when we started meeting before even focus compounding before everything, I asked you, you know, what would you suggest to somebody that's looking to become a better investor? And you, I think you told me that you always tell people just start writing. Start, yeah. start blogging about it. I would absolutely t- tell people to start blogging. And this is a way I think of people who would probably be good at writing a blog, yeah. but don't have the time, don't have the whatever to do that. Mm-hmm. They're members. And so they do it that way. And it's sort of like having your own blog where you just post a few times a year or something whenever you have ideas about investment. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, a lot of these could be basically like having a value investing blog of your own. Mm -hmm. I think that's true. Um, there's a really good one about um, car dealerships, uh, yeah, particularly sure. focusing on the UK. And that gives you a lot of comparable valuations and things like that. Mm -hmm. Sort of, it reminds me a lot of the notes that we have in the reports where we compare it to peers, yep, sure. things like that. And so I think um, you see a lot of that. Uh, the the write-ups generally tend to be pretty long compared to what I see on other sites mm -hmm. for our site. Um, and I do think they tend to be more focused on the business, right, than like catalysts or like as a stock, um, more short-term. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it, I'd say a lot of the analysis is sort of timeless that way. Mm -hmm. A lot of times the conclusion is it might not be cheap enough right now. Sure. Now, of course, that could be the market today. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but it gives you a real good description of the business, compares it to peers. I'd say that's what most of the write-ups are, right? Yeah. Do you think that it's mostly about business it's, analysis? It's, yeah. It, it, I would say it's, I mean, most of them all are pretty much all about business analysis. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess... I don't know, like if it skews sort of towards the Warren Buffett style of investing. I would say it's really all kind of it's, yeah. it's it's typical. I would it's definitely value oriented in some it's value yeah. in some regard. But you it's know? sort of the two kinds of value. Yeah, like the quality, but also maybe a little bit more on the like uh, obscure yeah. side rather than like the really cheap deep value sort of. Well, thing, that's I what guess. I was saying. There's a lot of names that I was like, oh wow, I've never even heard of that company before. Yeah. So that's certainly that's that's pretty good, obviously. Yeah. yeah so it's it's not like um it's not like there's a lot of write-ups of um coca-cola and ibm yeah, and things like that totally. no. yeah um, what would you say is a typical demographic would you say so we said like i mean there's a lot of people we have a lot of people from all over yeah some of our uh, some of the people that we have are pro professionals yeah there's a lot know, of a bunch of the fund managers and stuff yeah. On there. yeah and some of them are people who although i would say that mostly it's people for their it's some professionals for their own money yep Yep. that's what they're using it for, mm -hmm. especially for small ideas and things. Mm -hmm. And I know some people personally who are members and um, they may be working someplace where their fund has a certain style. Sure. And so it's sort of restricted in terms of either geography mm -hmm. or how it invests or, or whatever. And so this is more what they might buy for their personal portfolio, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. But it is a lot of um, professionals, but also many people who are not professionals too. Yeah. Perfect. And then, um, Another thing I think that's just really fun that we have on the website is what we call lattice work. It's really just mental models and mm -hmm. certain things to think about. Sort of, I guess it's not. I mean, you know, I mean, model, mental models. Everyone knows what those are. It's not business analysis, whatever. But you can apply it to your analysis and in investing. So, and that's really something that I find quite fun. And then uh, we also have the reports, which of course we always talk about. Which, yeah. when, I mean, you said there was twenty six reports uh, that you right. get yeah. that you get access to. Um, and then um, a, ch a checklist as well, which yeah. is ever-changing, always adding mm -hmm. to it. And as we continue to learn and uh, go through different situations and, and something on the checklist could be as simple as, you know, where the locations of like the assets. It's really just something that mm -hmm. for maybe newer people, it's just good just to sort of think through, I guess, think the investment from all different angles. And, and uh, I don't... I think it's uh, it's pretty good for a lot of a lot of people. Have told emailed me saying that they they like that part of the website as well. Yeah. So do you want to talk about some of the write ups that you did with some of the posts that you've done? You yeah. Did, um, so like I've written about Apple before, right? Um, and then like on the mental model uh, section, I've written up a lot. You know, even stuff as you know, becoming a better investor mm -hmm. um, is what I I read about. I wrote about psychological tendencies to guard against and investing. Uh, what I think the punch card mindset be or means. It's a lot of stuff just things that I think is relevant where people can apply to their investing process. Mm -hmm. You also did, I think, uh, hostess brands yep. and uh, Amazon. Yep. Amazon, Amazon is a uh, shareholder letter. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was fun. That's a pretty, if 
people want to get a good thing or good material to read, uh, go read Jeff Bezos investor letters. Mm-hmm. I think you can learn a lot. And of course, I mean, I'm sure no one's running a, a software company or mm-hmm. e-commerce company, but there's principles that you could take away from it and apply to, you know, investing really. Um, but yeah, I did write about hostess brands, which is a stock that I do personally own as well. Um, you know, so there's just a lot of different things I think come through our website. Yeah, and, and it's one, really good. One that I'm hoping to expand on is the weekly emails, mm-hmm. which is something that we did not do when we first started the site, but now we've been doing. And um, that helps me because I'm able to mention specific blogs, um, books I'm reading, things that are not a specific stock right necessarily, but just share with people. Mm-hmm. Um, things that I've, uh, more informally, what I've been doing the last week that sort of is as a interesting ideas and things that I used to probably do on my blog. But, you know, a lot of things I used to do on my blog 10 years ago or whatever now are Twitter. And there's just stuff that a tweet is not the best uh, way to get it across. And Uh so a really good thing is that members only uh, email where we're able to talk, like share those sorts of things. I know that I mentioned um, the author of all ball stocks had a book, um, the Bank Investor's Handbook. Yep, yep. I mentioned that there. I've mentioned some uh, like um, letters to investors, like from f- letters from a fund manager. Yeah, it's really material that, that you interesting. Found. Yeah, good for yeah. people to read. So some of them are just things I came across that way. Sometimes I also give a heads up on what stock um, I'm likely to write about next. Once that you're researching. Yeah, yeah that, books that you're reading, all sorts of stuff up. like that. Yeah. yeah, things like that. Yeah. I think it's, and like I said, it's just really... It's just helping people, I guess, and really just if people want to uh, sort of learn how you think about investing and how you you know think about all things related to investing, it's uh, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. So we should talk about uh, the price and yep. how it works. Go for it. Okay. So <laughs> it's uh, sixty dollars a month, but if you're listening to this podcast, you can use the promo code podcast, and then you get ten dollars off. So it'll be fifty dollars a month forever. Um, a lot of people ask about, is there a free trial? Uh, how is it billed? Things like that. So you want to handle that? Sure. So there is no free trial. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, it's $50 a month. You could cancel, um, whenever you want and it's all held through PayPal. So if you don't have a PayPal account, you could just sign up PayPal. It's, 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 I mean, safe for the most part. I mean, I think it's, it's pretty safe and, uh, you could hook up your, your debit card or credit card or whatever your payment method is to that. Don't think you could pay in Bitcoin yet. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and then it just gets taken out. So if you open up your account on, let's say March 1st, you pay $50 and then, uh, the following month on the first, uh, you also, if you use the promo code, uh, $50 will get taken out your account as well, but you could cancel whenever you want. There's no obligation. There's no, um, there's no sort of commitment or anything mm-hmm. like that. And you just get access to the website. Yeah. And people who use PayPal should know, which is how we do it through PayPal. Um, for all things that you do with PayPal, you can also always cancel within PayPal. PayPal allows you to cancel. Oh, really? Out. So like yeah. what, like a stop payment type of thing or? Yeah. No, any recurring payment that you have, you can go in under the recurring payments and cancel. Really? In case you ever have a problem with that. There won't be any problems with us. But yeah. I just mean that in general, if you're ever concerned about that as compared to giving a card to um, use to pay for something, you can always cancel automated payments inside PayPal. Yeah. And if you do want to cancel, you just go to your profile and just mm-hmm. cancel membership. So we make it really easy to fire us. <laughs> Yeah, so you have a profile there so that you can comment and yeah. so that you can do things. Yeah, and it's me. pretty cool because you could also message other investors mm-hmm. as well. Really, it's just a, a just a, a community platform for you to um, connect with other like-minded investors and 
we sort of make it easy for people to talk to each other. Yeah. And we can see when we, when Andrew and I go in, we have a, a different, um, obviously what we're seeing is different from what members see and we can see immediately what comments there've been and stuff so that we can respond quickly to those things. Yep. So like I did some uh, write-ups on uh, NIC, which is eGov. Yep. And some people had some great questions about that. I was able to reply to them. So that's all, you know, that's the best way to get to me to answer things is if you comment in anything there, because we'll see the comments immediately and we'll be able to respond to them. It, it's probably better because you get tons of emails often, right? So I think, yeah, yeah. I do get tons of emails that way. I mean, if you want to do private things that way, you can email me um, that way. Uh, I do tell people that when they email me, if you're a member, you should really say that you're a member in the email. <laughs> I do get a lot of emails. Yeah. And it's definitely helpful if you email <laughs> you're me. You're going to get a bunch of emails saying I'm a member. Saying that I'm a member. They're not a member. <laughs> um, it's very helpful to mention that fact yeah. to me because I get a lot of emails of all sorts, because uh, including people trying to sell me things and stuff. So yeah. it's very helpful if you put that in. Uh, yeah. And I think that um, uh, we, we've grown the subscriber numbers, especially since we start the podcast. Yep. So I think because of that, we're also able, I, I hope we'll be able to do more uh, write-ups from people who aren't me mm-hmm. Yeah. because I like that diversity that we get from it. Yeah, absolutely. Because they will do ideas that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like we recently had one that was um, J2 global, right? Yep. Which is never a stock that I would do. Uh, we had Simpress, which is one I would never write about. Um, uh, we had Zoo Plus which I don't know if everyone listening to this knows what Zooplus is. They may not know what the other ones that I just mentioned are, yeah, actually. Well, well, Sim- well Simpress is Vistaprint. I yeah. mean, that's the old name of it. It yeah. does other things, too, but you probably remember it as Vistaprint. Yeah. Uh, J2 Global, you might know some of the websites that they operate, like Mashable is one of the ones that they own. Um, eFax. Yeah, the half their business is eFax, and yeah. the other half is mm-hmm. these websites. Um, but uh, Zooplus is a good example. That's like a Warren Buffett type investor uh, are attracted to it mm-hmm. because they kind of see it as like the Amazon of pet food in Europe. Yep. And so I think that's a really interesting write-up, but uh, it's something that investors in the U.S. may not know that much about because it's in Europe. Uh, and it, it, for whatever reason, I guess it doesn't have... It doesn't come up on a lot of value investor screens. It doesn't come up on value investor screens because it doesn't... It's doing what Amazon did, which yeah. is it's not trying to make a profit. Its gross margin goes down every year. Yeah. Um, but it's operating, uh, expenses as a percent of sales go down. Yeah. Which yeah. again, always talks about to our point. Sometimes it's not best to screen because in a situation like that, you probably would never come across it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You have to know about it. Yeah. And I should say that value investors like value managers in Europe do know about this stock. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's well known that way. It's sort of a, um, like I said, the Amazon of, of pet food there. What's pretty interesting is that we do get a lot of ideas from all over the world too, like in Europe and, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously in America. And I would have to say that, it, well, I don't know the exact numbers, but wouldn't you think that about half at least? I'd say 50-50. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are, are not from the U.S. or not from North America. Domestic and then international. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of the interesting thing is that a lot of people from the U.S. don't spend that much time thinking about investing in other countries. But oddly, we have a lot of people from other countries who spend as much of their time looking in the U.S. as in, you know, other in the markets that they're in. I would like to see more from markets that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if we can get some more subscribers, I would like to definitely pay for some more articles from people yeah. who are not me yeah. so that we get more diversity that way. We get more ideas like Zoo Plus up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that that's something that we can have to look forward to in the next year. So what's your long-term vision for Focus Compounding? 
Uh, my long-term vision for focus compounding is that we get uh, more of idea flow regularly that's diverse that, like I said, is not as influenced by me, mm-hmm. uh, not just in me writing it up, but also people reacting to what I have, sure. like some more ideas that are ones that I wouldn't write up. Yeah. I think that's great. If they're really high quality ideas, I think that's great if they're, they're diverse. So I think more posts in the idea exchange would be great. I think we're going to get that just by more members. You get that. Sure. We ha- because what happens is you have, I don't know, 80% of your members or something are like never going to write up a, a sure. post. And then you have some that are really active and that's, a lot of people, I feel like, almost are intimidated sometimes to write up a post, too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, I could see that. You're putting yourself out there, too. Well, if you've ever been to any message board or anything, it's, you know, <laughs> one of their hundreds of people lurking for every person yeah, that posts anything to sure. it. So, uh-huh. yeah. Um, and I and I am really hopeful about doing more articles. We have a handful of people who write regularly for us that way. Yep. Um, and, and that's a really uh, good use of, as we get more subscribers, putting that to use in, in having more articles that way. There's some, I'm talking to some people and basically everyone that I'm talking to right now as a potential person to add to write articles for us is from a different country mm-hmm. and they might speak the language there. Or they have sort of ideas there that I would never write about. Sure. And so that's a big part about what I'm excited about for the next year. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and my sort of, my vision is obviously along those lines. I mean, um, Mm -hmm. but long-term I just see it being really a platform for like-minded investors may not live in the same area or invest in the same, you know, I mean, like for example, international or domestic Mm -hmm. in the United States, but just create a community of like-minded investors where people can, read about investing ideas, interact with other investors and who sort of employ the value oriented or value or quality type oriented mindset. I mean, we don't have a lot of people talking about moving averages and what is focus? What are those words? Focus combining? What does it mean to you in terms of what style, what sure, you know? Yeah. Focused is more so, to me. I think focus means you're not going to own 200 different stocks. Okay. You're it's more, more focused. Maybe you may invest in, I don't know, two to three, a year, which I know mm-hmm. my version of focus is totally different than yours, right? Right. Okay. Um, but it's more concentration. It's more thinking through the business model. Yeah. Um, you know, and then valuing it like what we always talk about, what a private buyer would pay, and mm-hmm. then sort of investing that way. But it's really more so um, deep in the filings and learning about the business and thinking about its uh, the business model, what it's going to look like two, three, four, five years in, into the future, and then just really, um, you know, interacting with other investors and writing about it like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that that's true. Um, cause I'm trying to think about like we talk about it as a value investing site, Yeah, but it's interesting that I don't know that if it's skews particularly towards like, I wouldn't say it's skews towards particularly low price to book. There's mm-hmm. some ideas there that are, that are that way. Um, but it does feel all like value stuff to me. Yeah. The write-ups feel like value investing write-ups. Even when they're ideas, you wonder if it is or not. The yeah. angle that they take somehow always feels like a value investor. I feel like it's more well thought out. I mean, people write about, like like we said, these aren't mm-hmm. short posts that people are typically writing up. They're all longer. Yeah, ones. I guess they have a longer term horizon. Yeah. They are more focused. Definitely the people on average are buying, are, are spending more time doing research and less time actively buying and selling things. Yeah. And that's what I said too, when I said about the personal journal, mm-hmm. a lot of these ideas aren't like buys today. Right. I mean, there's ideas where like, just wait for the price, you know? So that's mm-hmm. in that respect, I think that's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah one thing I like about it is there's, hasn't been much in terms of like hype in people's, um, write-ups and stuff, mm-hmm. which is really good that we have that. It's, it's pretty, um, 
reasonable in terms of what people have there. It's not speculative at all, which I'm surprised by. But yeah. I guess it's just that we attract that sort of audience through what we write. And, you know, now people listening to the podcast makes it clear because that's not how most, you know, um, communities of stock pickers looks like. That's not the kind of write-ups that they do. Yeah. So I think it's interesting that we've done that. Because it's not like we've set out here the rules or something. Absolutely. You know, yeah. people do whatever they want to <laughs> yeah. do in there. Um, but it's they've definitely followed the tone that you would get from, like, this podcast and stuff. Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. So how do people sign up? Okay. Well, they go to focuscompounding.com. Yep. And there will be a join now button, right? There is, is on the homepage. Yeah. <laughs> home we make page. it real easy for people to join. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I think if you, uh, if you, I don't know how you're getting this podcast, but you can't, there is a page for the podcast right there Yep. on Focus Compounding. That's where the podcast actually resides. Which is then, the only free content on the website. That's correct. The that's the only free content is the podcast. Yeah. And I think that's a good way of doing it so that the written content is always something that's behind the paywall. Yes. And then this is doing it this way. And, and we had a lot of talk about whether we would do a free trial or not and things like that. I think that this podcast is essentially the free trial. I agree. Yeah. Because, you know, that you get a very clear idea of who we are and what the site would be like. And then the actual content is the written content behind there. And yeah. that ensures that, you know, you're getting your money's worth there in terms of the written content isn't going out to everyone. Yeah. Especially when so you it's do, more exclusive in that regard. Yeah, when you yeah. do smaller stocks like that, it can be a problem um, to give it out to too big an audience. You know, that's something that I... I there have been stocks where I'm concerned about that, that you dilute the value for people. Yeah. If it goes to too big an audience. Yeah, and you don't... When you... For example, when you bought NACO, that's the one all, I'm talking all, about. All of, our, all of our subscriber base knew that you were purchasing NACO before... Yeah. Everybody on Twitter knew about sure, it. I mean, you waited what two months to tweet it out or something? It was it was a longer something. Time. It was a long time. Yeah, to, yeah. So to really give all of our members the chance to sort of dissect it, feel like if if, if that's a business that they would want to invest in themselves before yeah. you know. I did a lot out. of write. I did. I don't know how many. Several though. Um, post about that. I guess we sent out an email like as soon as I did it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Like we that did. very morning or whatever. That's correct. But then there was no information about it. So if people hadn't read about NACO or anything, they wouldn't know what that meant. And so yeah. then they did a write up about it. And then I guess I did another write up responding to people's questions about it. Yeah. Um, also, at that point, I think a lot of people were emailing me still. But now we've got more people going into the comments and doing it so they can respond to each other. Sure. You yeah. know? Yeah. So I think that, that NACO is the kind of one I'd be concerned with. Now, the mo I bought it as a spinoff. So it had a lot of volume then. But like today, it's the kind of stock that I would be concerned about um, making sure that we give it out to our members and that it's behind a paywall because that can be illiquid. It can. I don't like to see that something that I wrote moves the stock. Yeah. That's not something that I ever like to see. Yeah. And so I know that you know behind, if it's behind a paywall where people are paying $50 or $60 a month, then you're in a much more exclusive group. Yeah. Um, this is also why we try to do it on, or I've tried to do all the write-ups that I do. Certainly the email goes out on the weekend. I've always tried to make it so that as much as possible, I post things after the market closes on Friday and before on Monday. So people have a little time to digest it, you know, now that they're reading this thing in the middle of, uh, trading. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Well, if you're interested in joining us at our, in our community and having access to, um, you know, talking with other investors and, and writing about investing ideas yourself and, uh, being a part of sort of the, the, the value and quality crowd, mm -hmm. uh, be sure to go to focuscompounding.com. And if you sign up using the word podcast, yes, you get $10 off your monthly subscription price forever. 
and it's uh, well, for as long as you're staying member. Yeah, for as long I, as no guarantees if you cancel <laughs> and then try to become a member again yeah, later. That, yeah, that is true. As long as you keep that and you don't cancel. But we, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. We love to have members there, and uh, it's it's been a lot of fun for Jeff and myself. I've connected personally with people that I certainly would have never talked to, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's it's been great. Uh, also, if you want to follow us on Twitter. Uh, you could follow me at, at Focused Compound. When we um, post podcasts, we'll always uh, post it on Twitter. And then there's just general investing stuff in general. I mean, we post links all the time, stuff that we think is pretty interesting. And Jeff uh, does the same. You could follow him at, at Jeff Gannon. Do you want to tell him how to spell your name? Uh, G-E-O-F-F-G-A-N-N-O-N. I also want to say one more thing because I don't know if members know this either. So for both members and non-members. Um, I alluded to this earlier, but if you become a member or if you are a member already and you want to do a write-up for the idea exchange, you can talk with me about Skype as much as you want. I'll give you the information and we can talk about it to bounce ideas off um, so that you have, an, you have a better um, feeling for what you want to put up in that idea exchange. I've noticed that a lot of people, um, before they do their first one, are a little hesitant to do it, mm-hmm. but after they talk with talk the idea through with me, they're a, a lot more ready to put it up. And then after that, they don't really need to talk to me or even want to talk to me before putting up an idea that way. So that's a, a lot of people ask if they can Skype with me and stuff, how they would contact me. The best way to do it is if you're a member, say, here's an idea I want to do for the idea exchange. And then we can talk about that specific stock. That's a lot better than just trying to talk to me generally about investing. Yeah. And that's what we pretty much did in person, obviously, before even focus compounding, yeah. which is a good, great way for people to learn. So I would definitely take advantage of that. Yeah, that's one that, because we said we want to up what's in the idea exchange. That's what we want to do. So yeah. that great way to do that is to say you're going to write up an idea and talk with me about it on Skype. Perfect. Any Anything else to nope, add? That's it. So like you go longer, fo- I have nothing to add. <laughs> nothing to add. <laughs> so you go to focuscompounding.com and you join now, $50 a month. Perfect. Use the word podcast yep. and uh, we will... And we'll be happy for you to join our community. Okay. Jeff, thank you very much. We'll see you in the next one.